Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler with the best teammate in the business, Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, yeah, knuckleheads is that if you want to get involved with this here program on a Monday, the best way to do so is on the Twitter.com. We'll take your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions at Wesley Euler at Dabody52. Dabody. And Arthur Motes, pardon me, it's not just a Monday. What kind of Monday is it? Victory! 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 As the Steelers... I mean, uh, pretty uh, pretty quiet, not a lot going on in that game. Kind of boring, honestly. I kid, I joke. There was enough in that 70 minutes, I think, to, you know, give you the drama that you normally get, what, probably through seven or eight weeks oh, of yeah, the season. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Motsi, how we doing, cousin? Oh, man, we're feeling great, man. This was, you know, in terms of trying to win a game week one against the Cincinnati Bengals on paper, it was going to be very daunting of a task. It wasn't going to be this clear pathway to victory but in order for the team to win they were going to have to have a lot of things going in their favor the defense was going to have to have a awesome performance and we were going to have to make it a little bit ugly in a sense and I thought we did all those things a little bit more than maybe we would have expected yeah but either way they did what was ever necessary to get the job done so for me man I am feeling just great about that because you know that to me reminded me of you know what football was supposed to be like physical Supposed to have the back and forth, but when you're playing it the right way, it means more. You know, I don't want to see the blowouts. I want to see those games going back. I love just the uncertainty and the overall parity that we got yesterday. And I was on both sides of the field, man. You talk about our team and their team, man. It was, you know, any storyline that you could try to draw up, I think, was happening yesterday. But that's what the NFL loves, and that's why we're all such big addicts for football. And I thought just yesterday, man, it was a beautiful scene. I'm glad that we were able to be on the 
winning side of said crazy game. Yeah, that's one of those games, you know, you win it, you find a way to win, all is well. And obviously we'll we'll, we'll get into all the good, all the bad, and, and the in-between there as well. It's one of those games, though, that if you lose, oh, you know, there there is a fine line there in those type of games, the ones that go back and forth, the ones that could have gone either way, the ones that feel, you know, you feel you're soaring whenever whenever you come out victorious and you feel like somebody just punch you feel like Mike Tyson just punched you in the gut when you lose those type of games. But I think even more so for the Steelers, Motsi, because I mean you're plus five in the turnover department. Yeah. You better win. <laughs> no, and, and I think that's also the part when we were talking about, hey man, it's gonna suck when you're in games like that, somebody has to come out as a loser. No, I think it sucks way more if we would have come out as a loser because you're saying to yourself, man, we have one of those games where you're talking about if these two teams played 10 times, the percentages of us winning, if everything goes right for both teams, both teams stay healthy, no turnovers, what are the odds? It's not always in our favor. But we're looking at, man, this is one of those outlier moments where you're going to have five turnovers. Five. And you not turn the ball over. You're going to sack Joe Burrow, what, seven times? Mm -hmm. You're only going to get sacked one time. Mm -hmm. Like, all of it, you're going to score on defense. Like, we're checking off all the bingo cards right here, right? It's like all these things are going to go right, and their and their long snapper is going to get hurt, so they're not going to be able all to kick. All these different indicators, even though like, even though they're going to get yep, two possessions in yep, overtime as well yep. and march down the field, like all of these things are taking place, and it's like man, for every single break to go our way, for everything sort of speak to go right for us, it's like yeah, you got to come out of there with a win, and you have to regardless, and not even a tie, a win. And that was one thing that, for me, man, it was definitely good to see just the resiliency because there were plenty of times where this team could have said, you know what, man, this is not our day. We had everything going right for us defensively. Man, we just can't figure it out offensively. We can't, you know, do enough to get this win. We missed the field going over. So I'm, oh, man, you know what, man, we just can't do enough. They could have easily done that. But they decided that, hey, man, they're going to keep fighting. They're going to keep scratching and clawing. And ultimately, man, making some of the biggest plays that we've needed to, 100%. you know, granted the season just started, but man, you talk about the, the Deontay Johnson catch, the Pat Fryer move catch, Mitch being able to extend those plays, keeping his eyes down the field, even the old line protecting enough in that sense. It was like, man, when we needed to have it, you made those plays. Mm-hmm. And for me, man, it's like, yeah, just adds to that feeling of, you know, Making that victory Monday a little bit more victorious, so to speak. Victorious. No, yeah, I completely saying. agree with you. You know, I uh, because of the overtime yesterday, because of the 50 minutes of free football, uh, Max Starks missed his flight back to Arizona. Fair enough. <laughs> so uh, Max was flying uh, flying back home this morning. So I I just did you know two hours with Wolf doing the, the in the locker room show there, and we spent the first 90 minutes talking about the defense, talking about you know just the, the ability to yeah. find a way to win that game and all these things. The offense, maybe credit is too strong of a word to use, but they deserve a hat tip for, and I'm sure you've been in these situations, I mean, a decade in the NFL, you played high school football, college football as well too. I'm not naive enough to know that you were probably in these situations on the defensive side of the football at a few times in your career where nothing's going your way. For four hours, nothing is going your way. But you get one opportunity and you say, you know what? It hasn't gone our way. We've struggled. We haven't been able to get going. You know, maybe for you in the past, we haven't been able to get a stop when we've needed to. But you know what? Right here, if we make a play, none of that matters. We're going to get out of here with a victory. And I know I wasn't the only one. That when the Steelers offense trotted back out there in overtime with a minute left on the clock, I'm in the back of my mind thinking, just don't screw this up. 
right? Just don't lose the game right here. And, and what do they do? They they go down less than a minute left on your own 20-yard. You know, it's not like you got set up at the 35 or close to midfield or something like that. You're at your own 20-yard line. There's 58 seconds left, and you go incomplete on first down. So it's second and 10. There's 51 seconds left at this point, and you've still got to go at least 40, 45 yards to, to give Boz a chance. And Deontay makes a play, and Fryermuth makes a play, and then Fryermuth makes another play. Mitch Trubisky deserves credit in there as well, too. So like I said, maybe giving the offense credit is a bridge too far. But when you are coming up short, when you're struggling to find success, when you have nothing really to hang your hat on for, like I said, for almost four hours, but then you do just enough at the end to give Boswell a chance to be the hero, I do think that there's there's some good in that for the offense, that they were getting you know pushed around in ways for, for a long time. But when they needed to, they did just enough. Well, to me, I'm an outlier. I don't go with the just enough narrative. I say the offense does deserve credit. They didn't turn the ball over. I don't want to hear about what they could not or could do in comparison to what the Bengals could not or could do. Because when we talk about why certain things played out the way that they did, and we'll get into that, Mm -hmm. it will all make sense. But you just said what you said. When the game was on the line and plays had to be made, that's called being clutch. That's it. We praised the heck out of Kenny Pickett when he did that in the preseason game, right? Mitch just did it in a regular season game against the defending AFC champions on the road. That he did. Put some respect on him. That's all I'm saying. Acknowledge what he did. If not, then that is truly the definition of being a hater. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) what are we talking about here? Y'all surprised that we weren't stretching the field? Well, okay, let's talk about why you weren't stretching the field. For the, you know, Matt Canada people and for the Mr. Trubisky people, they're like, yo, those two guys are the only reason why our offense looked the way they did get them out of there. Let's talk about it. Correct. So you remember the Jacksonville Jaguars Hold on real quick. Here comes Professor Motes. I should ring the school bell here. I'm I'm just throwing it out there, man, because. No, I love it. Go for it. That that has been something that I've seen a lot of. um, Obviously, me doing my post-game show on my YouTube channel. A lot of that up there as well. And it's like, okay, let's talk about why the offense looked the way that it did. Okay? And we'll compare and contrast. How many times did Joe Burrow get sacked yesterday? Seven. Okay. And he was pressured a ton as well, right? A lot. Okay. From, now, from, the, from, the, from the jump. First play, right? Yep. Okay, so check it out. So you said seven times he was sacked. He was hit even more times than that. And what were they trying to do? They were trying to stretch the field. They were trying to go downfield long uh, developing pass plays, right? And they have a new offensive line similar to us, right? Bought some pieces, draft some pieces, they okay? Did. But they, what did we say on Friday? Free agency. On Friday, we say, hey, man, that's on paper, but we need to see it in the stadium. So they went out there with this mindset that they were going to drop back and have longer developing pass plays and stretch the field. Okay? Seven sacks, a ton of pressures, and we forced Joe Burrow into a ton of interceptions as well. It's just Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were able to, in terms of Jamar Chase, he was Jamar Chase, so he went out there at 10 for 129, but Burrow got better as the game went along. He did. They started, there were moments where it really felt like Cincinnati was starting to feel it. But at the end, you think about all the adversity that Joe Burrow was under, it wasn't always him having bad reads. It was him taking longer dropbacks because they're trying to have longer developing pass plays, and it gave our pass rush time to be dominant. Yep. Well, you know what was different about our offense? We didn't get sacked a lot, did we? Even though we gave up some pressures, we didn't give up a ton of pressures. Mitch wasn't hit a ton of times, was he? No, he was not. 
Just uh, just one sack. Yeah, just one sack allowed. And the reason was because we said we are not going to try to play this stretch the field game because our offensive line is not allowing us <laughs> right. that opportunity right now. Right. So what did we see? Lateral plays, right? Roll out, jet sweeps. When we wanted to take shots downfield, how did we generate that first shot to uh, to Pat Fry move? It was off of a reverse flea flicker. Correct. Think about that. That's misdirection. Correct. Two times, just take a shot, and the quarterback still got hit when he threw that ball. Yes, he did. Context. That's not a play where you're sitting here like, oh, we could just drop back every single time and do that because Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson were winning, and they were going to keep winning if you allowed those guys that type of opportunity. So that is why offensively we weren't doing a ton of work in the middle of the field or stretching the field down or stretching the sidelines. When people say, where was George Pickens? Where was Chase Claypool? It's hard for those guys to get open downfield when the protection is not going when to you're allow giving them it. two and a half seconds. So yeah. once again, I ask you, would you rather the offense look like how it did yesterday or how it did against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Hmm. Because that's the contrast. Jacksonville, we said we were going to run our offense. We were going to take deep drops and throw the ball. And we talked about how bad the offensive line looked and how they were under duress until we went hurry-up offense under Kenny Pickett, correct? Correct. So, regular season game, (laughs) here we are. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather us protect the ball, make sure that we're not turning it over, minimize the negativity, and lean on the highest-paid defense in the league, lean on a special teams unit that we feel is a top-notch team, how about Presley Harvin, too? And then make sure that we don't turn the ball over on offense. Because yep. I'm pretty sure, Wes, before training camp started this year, what did we say was going to be the method of victory? Uh, you're going to have to lean on the defense. Oh, They're going to okay, have to okay. be elite, right? Uh-huh. We threw that word around. We said, yeah, yeah. got to be a top three defense in the and NFL. Pe- and people were like, hey, man, elite, man. Are they capable of being elite? And that was a different conversation, and, and rightfully so. Sure. I think maybe particularly in the context of how we define elite Correct. defenses in the NFL in 2022. Yes. Uh, and you needed special teams to uh-huh. be a net positive every single week. And what do we say on offense? What, uh, in terms of what we were looking from them bare minimum then? Don't turn the ball over. Okay, all right. Make a few plays when the opportunities presented itself. Uh-huh. Um, Don't kill us. And and, and and that was about it. And and and, and the, one, the one thing that they really need to, I think, get moving in the right direction is ahead of week two that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Don't leave the defense out there on an island. Yeah, and I would agree upon that. And that was, you know, the time of possession was very lopsided. Yeah. Obviously, there was 10 minutes of, of extra time. 94 snaps for the defense. Yes. Herculean effort. Mm-hmm. You can't repeat that week after week, obviously. Yes. Um, but you're right. I mean, other other than the, the, the poor, poor, poor third down conversions by the offense. Third downs in red zone, obviously, we got to improve. And we're not saying that's that. The, that's the big criticism for me, really, though. And they, they need to run the ball better, and that will help in that regard. But but, but, but once again, though, you said they, they need to run the ball it, better. They played is, it the way we expected is them to running play. The, thank you. Expect it to play. Because what have we been saying all offseason? They got to run the ball better. Mm-hmm. That wasn't fixed in the preseason. Oh, ha- Najee Harris went for 2.3 yards per carry. So Chase so, Claypool so, was your so, leading rusher. So why would we all of a sudden <laughs> think that because it's week one, we're going to run for 120 yards? We're not. Okay, so that it's, was the first we, thing, you right? You and I have been saying right for months yeah. now, it's going to be a week in progress. When we talked about... When a we talked week about in progress. The, a work in progress. When we talked about the <laughs> offensive line and their protection, we said, hey, man, this isn't a unit that is fully ready right now. We were even talking about, hey, do you go out there and bring in new personnel, Right. Jason Peters, Eric Fisher, stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So how could you be having a conversation like that? But now because it's week one and we're facing two really good passers, we're going to expect them to just do the unthinkable. And now we're going to have these elongated dropbacks, like our offense look like the Bengals offense. We don't have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. We don't. So even though 
we feel that, hey, we can do certain things, we have to understand the difference in our offense, the difference in our <laughs> weapons, the difference of what we're willing to risk. Because our risk versus reward isn't the same for their risk versus reward. When they drop back, they're saying, right. hey, Joe Burrow can get strip sacked. It's all right because he can hit us for a 70-yard bomb next play and we'll win. For us, our offense isn't as explosive like that just we're yet. Not, we're not built to get in shootouts. So <laughs> we're saying to ourselves, why even put the opportunity out there for us to have a ton of just natural negativity where we can actually protect ourselves? And even though with us taking that approach, we still have the defense out there for 94 plays. Think about that. We still can capitalize on five of them plays. turnovers. Think about it. We didn't Bro. capitalize on five turnovers. We scored a touchdown on defense and we're kicking field goals. So it's like you think about all of these different contexts and you're asking yourself, could we win if we had a turnover on offense? Probably not. So when you talk about, man, we need to take more chances, man, we needed to do more things offensively, man, we need to stretch the field more, man, we need to be more explosive. It's like, understand, it's a double-edged sword. And if you don't have the personnel to do certain things, man, if I'm that fast than Usain Bolt, why the heck would I want to line up against him and race for my life like that? No, I'm going to say, hey, man, we need to come up with some better strategy to, you know, make this thing work because say, I'm not lined hey, up against this guy. Just can winning. we do steeplechase here instead? You know, you want to throw some hurdles in there, Can, can I throw a hurdle in here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, give me something where I can use some strategy in this thing that's all the Steelers did yesterday yeah they said we can come out here uh, with it's pride that's a great analogy we could come out here with pride and ego like fans like to have mm-hmm. and say hey man Joe Burrow could throw the ball that many times why can't we throw the ball well, that many times we're gonna take shots at George Pickens man, downfield they, they got Jamar Chase we got George Pickens we could do the same thing man they got T. Higgs we got Chase Claypool they got Tubbo we got Deontay we could do the same thing they got Najee I mean we got Najee they got Joe it's cool but you think about how their offense looked at times you think about how they were struggling at times to get a playoff yeah you think about what that looked like and then we know talent for talent, we're not going to say that our skill position players are better than their skill position players because that would be more speculation versus proven productivity. Correct. And that's at all of those positions, quarterback, running back, and receiver included. Correct. Throw the tight ends in there as well. So, once again, you have to ask yourself, are we able to do what they're able to do? Are we willing to risk what they're willing to risk? And is our style of victory this way, or can we win the way that they're trying to win games? We have to understand that, and I think that Coach Tomlin has understood that. I thought that Matt Canada and this offense understood that, that, hey, it's not going to be glamorous. No, it's, it's gonna, not. People are going to criticize it. People are going to have all these opinions. Oh, we and, got the tweets rolling in and, already. And, and to me, the, the easy one is always say, oh, man, if Kenny would have been out there, it would have been different. <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and keep fussing with y'all about that. All yeah, I'm going to simply say is, man. Done, we're done with that know, conversation for now, for I, at least I, a few more weeks. I can assure you they're not. I can assure oh, you. Oh, but you and I are. I can assure you they're not. I'm just telling you now. For the Kenny crowd, hey, man, to each their own. But from my personal opinion, it didn't matter who was out there. And Mitch gave you the best chance. And Mitch did execute a game-winning drive on the road versus the defending AFC champions. So, clutch factor, gamer, athletic ability, toughness, whatever thing we want to talk about, Mitch displayed all of that yesterday, man. Yes, he did. But that's ultimately like my energy towards the offense because that is a narrative. And I get it, but it's like – it's like, why would we act surprised when we already said this is the way that we have to win? The offense has to protect the ball. They did that. The defense has to make plays and they be elite. Did that. They did that. The special teams <laughs> have to be a net positive. That was the case. So that's my whole thing. I'm just like, I don't get, you know, the disconnect with now that we actually executed and we actually saw what it looks like. It's like, man, this is what it's going to You want style points? Remember, white man can't jump. Ah, One you'd the, rather look good and lose okay. than look bad and win. Okay. I, that's, I mean, you're just laying you, it down you, with you the analogies which one you today. Think. You're absolutely right. Listen, I I get that that's not sexy football. 
Now, at, at moments from the defense, it was, all right? I mean, when, when Minga Fitzpatrick is jumping routes and taking it to the house oh, yeah. in the first quarter, that's sexy football. Mm-hmm. When T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith are making Joe Burrow's life miserable, yeah. that's sexy football. But from an offensive standpoint, it's a far cry from the Killer B era and the Steelers putting up 30-some points a game, and, and, I, and I get all that, but you are but in, absolutely but right. But in contrast— this is a far cry from that defense that was back there. That wasn't getting five turnovers and, in a game, and scoring isn't that on how defense. We were born like, in Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> mm, good defense. All right. Some of you were born into it. We mm-hmm. were molded by it. Talk about it. I mean, let's not act like those Super Bowl runs in 05 and 08. There weren't a lot of those, mm-hmm. you know, 21 to 17 type wins, 17 to 13 type wins where the Steelers offense wasn't able to do diddly yep. squat for the most of the afternoon. The defense carried the way and Ben and Hines and Willie Parker and the boys made just enough plays to get a W. I mean, were you not born into it? I just, like I say, it's one of those things, though, man, you would think that the offense went out there and turned the ball over and was stinking to join up. And it's like, no. No. The offense did exactly what we thought they were going to do and what we actually asked them to do. for week one. Yeah. Again, week nine, we're not going to have the same expectations. Right, it's a different conversation. Yes. But what we're saying is for the first four games of the season. At least. As you've heard us talking about, it's like that's more realistic. That you can win with. You scored your one in the red zone. You didn't turn the ball over, and then when I needed you to make some throws at the end of the game, you hit a couple throws. I'm not asking any more than that right now, man. How about our boy Zach Gentry? Talk about it, man. Make a guy miss. That get was, some yak. That was biggest biggest play of the day for the Steelers, yeah. 32 yards, and that was a great call by Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. Great execution. No, you're not allowed to say there was a good call by Matt at Canada. A, Come on, well, man. I'm going to, all right? At a moment when the Steelers, abs- you are hanging on by a thread mm-hmm. in that moment. You needed the offense to do something and to I wanna do anything. And I want to say that was Chooks out there on the lead block. Sh- but the thing that I no, love. No, you're not allowed to give him credit Right, either. but the thing that I love was him, he made the play to make that play spring, he climbs up on the corner and makes the corner go behind him versus going over top, and that's why Zach is able to get the step. Thank you. He got a, he got a piece of three guys yeah. on that play. Chooks. It's did. like man, if he makes if one of them dudes crosses Chooks' face, that play is getting turned back inside, and Zach is maybe getting ten yards tops. But because Chooks was able to make those defenders go behind him, Zach was able to clear him, and now it's a foot race. Man, I, I was definitely impressed by that. And those are. Those are the moments that that you can be asking to see. Mm-hmm. Again, if you were out there expecting a 60-minute Mona Lisa from the Steelers' offense, you're kidding yourself. You're fooling yourself. But in those moments, the right call at the right time. Gentry, Firemuth, Mitch, Deontay making a play. Chooks showing that contract money, right? Showing that, yeah, I can be the guy on this mm-hmm. offensive line. It wasn't there for 60 minutes. But it was there at times. And that is, again, if this if we're still saying the same thing in week eight, Motsi and I, we're not going to be seeking comfort or we're not going to be laying it down in this regard. No, not at all. But in week one, with a, a new offense and a hostile environment, particularly in the second half, that crowd was quiet to start, obviously, because they were down 17-3 to three for most of the first half and playing terrible. That second half, that place was rocking. Mm-hmm. It was rocking. I had to, ch- you know, I engineered the broadcast. I had to change a lot of stuff up in the second half because Billy and Wolf and Missy and Max, they couldn't hear anything in their headsets yeah. because that place was buzzing to for the offense to, again, you know. See, bend, you can actually understand those problems too, man. That's funny because oh. – yeah, last week, literally, oh. I had that same issue where it's like, yo, the crowd's too crazy. You can't hear anything in the headset. 
I was complaining to people that couldn't understand my pain. I'm so glad you said that right there. You understand that pain. Bro, we, that's we, real. We, that's real. Listen, you know, I had to be Mike Tomlin. I that had to pull real. out the whiteboard at halftime. Yeah, we had to draw it up and we had to figure it out. Um, because trying to read lips like, yo, what did he say? The way <laughs> the way Cincinnati does things, it's one of the best broadcast booths in the league. I mean, we're right at the 40 yard line. We're right in the middle of the stadium, you know, right on top of the lower bowl. So, I mean, I could have reached out and touching me. Touching. No, we don't sing that peasant music around Are here. Are you sure? I thought I that put, was his victory. Listen, no, you're going to talk to Carter here in a Dang. few minutes. You can, you know, you can eat. It's not a victory Monday for them. We're good, bro. Don't trip. <laughs> um, like, I legitimately, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like behind Billy and Wolf and everybody. They could have reached out and grabbed some Cincinnati. I mean, they're, we're right in the middle of it. It's awesome there. It's, you know, they all told me it's one of the best broadcast booths in the league, and, and I, I can certainly see why. That place was rocking in the second half. And the Steelers' offense, man, they did not have much all day to to hang their hat on. But when it mattered, in a few of those key moments, they were able to rise to the occasion. The defense paced the way the entire game with a, a Herculean effort, I'm going to continue to say. And that's that's what it comes back to for me. There's There's times where, you know, a win can feel like a loss yeah. or maybe not as encouraging. Folks, unless you were expecting the Steelers to go 15-2 and this year and to kill everybody that they played and to be one of the best teams that we've seen in the NFL in a few years, like this was always how it was going to have to be. Now, when we come back here, we'll get into some of the health concerns and, and some of those things. But Motsi, for a week one baseline, for the defense to dominate like that, for the offense to be able to play their part, uh, to be able to get a road win against a division foe, against the team that won the division last year, if that's the starting point, if that's the building block, I'll take it. I would agree 100%, man. It doesn't have to be pretty, but at the end of the day, it counts as a W in the win column, and that's what we're trying to stack, ladies and gentlemen. Not only did we get an AFC North win, we also gave an AFC North, North opponent a loss. Hmm. Huh? Well, we did. Isn't that a cool concept, ladies and gentlemen? That's a That's a win-win. You know? You can't take that for granted all the time. Sometimes you can play against your own division and still not win. No doubt. Or lose. No doubt. You know? But we don't have that problem over here because we won. We won. Shout out to us. We undefeated today. And if the season ended today, guess who would win the division? Oh, the Steelers. Ha. That's right. Boom. Championship. We're going to get to our first break here. When we come back on the other side, our buddy Chris Carter of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette will join us. We'll unite the Migos here and break down, continue to discuss everything that transpired yesterday in Cincinnati. Wesley Euler, Arthur Moats, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments 
moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.